Welcome to the Destination Kingdom podcast, where one friend shoppers another, and culture meets Christianity. I'm your host, D, And I'm Key. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. We are a bi-weekly podcast hosted by two friends, D and Key, and we are on a mission to make sure that culture and Christianity meet, because you cannot impact what you are not a part of. So let's jump into this week's episode. <laughs> All right, y'all. So um, we're going to pop it off with our thing about it segment and what we do in a thing about it segment. We basically cover trending topics and culture and we try to put a little bit of kingdom on them. So this week we're going to talk about Malcolm and Marie. So girl, what was your thoughts? Traumatic. <laughs> Look, to sum it all up in one word. In one word. <laughs> and it was traumatic because there were some things that I was like, the woman in me wanted to say, I I would never, I would. But the real in me was like, but you have. <laughs> but you have, though. Let's humble ourselves down. You have, and you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were your thoughts? Um, I was really uncomfortable watching it at the beginning because I was like, I even text you and I was like, uh-uh. Like, is this going to get any better? Like, what is happening? Like, this is a lot. Yeah. And first off, it's one o'clock in the morning. Who doing this with somebody at one o'clock in the morning? I'm like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Have you never? Not at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's so beautiful because <laughs> all the real friends ain't got their tickets. I ain't gonna say I ain't never did it now. I, I, oh, I what, that's what I'm asking you. I didn't cry at one o'clock. But not at one o'clock in the morning. Oh, it, the sun was out. <laughs> oh, okay. And I ain't going back and forth because they went back and forth. I don't know how many times. Like I just can't do it. Can't do it. So, um, it was good. I'll say it was good to see it um, because I feel like they both had valid points as far as things that they needed or things that they were lacking. But I feel like they really took some like low blows at each other. And I'm like, when you're in a relationship with somebody, it's just certain lines that you can't cross. Have you ever crossed the line? Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like everybody has. Shoot. I'm like, you get to it. <laughs> I'm for real. You get to a level where it's like, okay, like, you want to go there? Like, I'm going to go there. Like, we human, you know? Like, I've definitely gone there. But also, like, knowing when to look, bring it back in. Mm-hmm. And that bringing it back in part is hard. And I've definitely, I related a lot to the that piece when, like, he said something, she said, well, he said something, right? And then it, it was done. And then she had time to sit and think. It was like, oh, you, oh, oh, you thought you had me. Let me come back. And then she said something. He, like, you know. And that was the part. <laughs> I know. That macaroni part, I was so sick of him chewing. With the craft. Oh, oh, my gosh. I was like, who won? Who was who eating craft mac and cheese? We're going to leave that alone because some of the real friends just might. I'm not. You, might. But, you, you know what? You're right. They might. They might. But. <laughs> but all I'm going to say is if you're going to eat the Kraft macaroni and cheese, if you bringing it to the real friend pot, look, I'm going to need you to bake it. <laughs> and add some extra cheeses to it. Mm-hmm. And some salt and pepper. <laughs> and what your grandma and them put in into the condensed milk. And I'm going to need you to. You need Not to put, it on up. put the eggs in there. It need to have a whole bunch of stuff in it. You know, it need to add something more. Something more. But yes, um, when he was smacking, he was at the table. And I was like, I know you lying to me. I'm like, is this real? 
It was. was. But I felt like, though, as much as I hated to say it, that I have either been in or seen that type of action and interaction between a a couple before. And it kind of broke my heart a little bit. Then I'm like, is this toxic? Like, especially because at the end, you don't really know what happens. You don't know if they made up, if they broke up. Like she, she obviously is still bothered because she's like, I I just can't even sleep next to you. I, I don't went to bed. Got me maybe two hours of sleep. And ain't no telling how long she been outside, okay? (laughs) And I'm just like, but that's real life though, right? So like y'all argue and then you just come to a point where you mentally, physically, emotionally cannot argue anymore. But it doesn't mean y'all solved anything. You just stop arguing. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't know. And it's like, what is the resolve? Yeah. There was nothing. I'm like, okay. He said, I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> and she said, you're welcome. And I was like, uh, that's it. <laughs> but if you remember, all of this started because she just wanted to thank you. Yeah, I know. And then it came out that she wanted to be cast in the role. So, you know. Well, but here's the thing, though. If he had thanked her, that whole casting in the role, it would have still bothered her. Yeah, it probably would have still bothered her. But it would have. she probably would have brought it up in a different context. In a different, like in a different conversation, different context of just like you, you tell me to do all of this with my career, but you have literally had the opportunity to help me in that, and you haven't. Now, side note: when she grabbed that knife and baby girl started acting, I thought she was about to kill him. Honestly, I, I was, was like, "Is she about to kill him?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh damn!" Like, I'm going to turn this on. Not going to watch this lady murder this man. But, and then at the end, she was like, and that's why you should have cast me. I was like, what? Talk that talk, boo. Talk that talk. And I was like, psychotic. Psychotic. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Maybe I'm, okay, I'm bringing up my ratchet side because I was doing like, talk that talk. But when he was no, like. I'm, I understand, but I oh, just, okay. when I saw her, I was like, I know she lying. She wasn't. She, she said, wasn't. "I'm approved." But he said, "Why didn't you do that in the in the interview? I mean, in the um audition." audition. Yeah. And so it, that kind of made me think. Sometimes that is like. Remember, she said, "I didn't do that in the audition because I could already tell you didn't want me beforehand." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember that point? Mm-hmm. And so I just think that's like a communication thing. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And sometimes people jump to conclusions, too. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, she put uh, her head in her head like, oh, he don't want me. But in his mind, he was like, oh, she probably would have been perfect for it. But in the audition, it just didn't come out of the way. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like how they perfect how they purposely started tearing each other down. It was like. Yeah. <sighs> That's why I said these some low blows. Like some of this stuff. Look, I'll say me personally. I can't come back from that. Like what? Can't do it. <laughs> I can't come back from that. It, well, I don't know. It, it the Lord, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I mean, forgiveness is real, but like this can't be an ongoing thing. Like, right. and this but, be but a how they argue. This was not the first time they've had that type of argument. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to where 
they were legit taking low blows. It's one thing to be fussing and arguing with somebody, but when you really like attacking each other's character and, you know, well, I did this and you did Mm -hmm. this and did it, you know what I mean? And, and I say that in terms of like, my purpose is to break you. Like when he said, you want to go? Let's go. I'm going to break you. I will buy. Like, he basically said, I will body you. And it was like, this is a lot. I First of all, sis, you better than me because I wouldn't have sat in no tub taking that. Ain't no ain't no man finna stand over me talking that talk. I'm sorry. I would have had to hop up out the tub, bruh. Look, we going to go at it. If we going at it, we going at it. <laughs> Real friends, we are not encouraging violence on this show, okay? But we are just saying... At a certain point, you do have to kind of be like, hold up. This is what we are not going to do. You exactly. will not disrespect me. I will not. Even hold yourself to that on the court. I'm not going to disrespect you. And I am not talking like I have abided by any of these rules all of my life. So I don't want any of the real friends to walk away from this episode feeling bad or feeling ashamed or anything like that. If you haven't been perfect in handling things, but the key is to recognize that and then move forward because these two real friends ain't ain't been perfect, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, that's real. <laughs> that is real. Okay. Um, so the next thing about it topic that we wanted to talk about. So the first one we talked about struggle, love, and toxic love, right? But then we also wanted to look at love from a different perspective in the Judas and the Black Messiah movie. Now, D, have you seen that movie? Have not. <laughs> look, look, y'all did good to get Malcolm and Marie out of me. Um, I will tell y'all, I'm a little slow in watching stuff. It takes me a little minute. <laughs> so I'll be a little delayed to the conversation. But look, tell me a little synopsis. Okay. And I give my input. <laughs> so first off, I feel bad that I did not know about Fred Hampton before this movie. I really do. And I think that that's a testament, especially during Black History Month. And not even just Black History Month. It, just, yeah. just being African-American, just being an American, just being a person, right? And there are certain people that just have really pushed the movement and pushed civil rights forward that we will either A, never know, or B, we don't find out until we're older in life. Um, So anyway, the show, the movie, excuse me, is about Fred Hampton. He is a chairman for the Chicago uh, chapter of the Black Panther Party. Okay. okay. First of all, let's set the stage. Fred is 21. Mm, not 21. Yes, 21, 21. He is 21. And Fred's chapter of the Black Panther Party has been infiltrated by, I believe the man's name was Billy. Billy at the time was like 19, 20. Like they're all young, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you watch the movie, like I had to go do research because if you watch the movie, it makes you feel like they're like 30. Like you're around Malcolm X and Dr. King's ages, but they're not. They're young. Like they're younger than us. Um, but anyway, so Billy got caught up on some charges <laughs> and he was brought in by the FBI. And at that time, the FBI wanted to um, disintegrate the Black Panther Party in Chicago and disintegrate the whole Black Panther Party. But they also were really aiming at Fred Hampton. Right. So uh, Billy gets put on by the FBI as basically a spy 
for the FBI in the Black Panther Party. So he basically has to play the role of a Black Panther, come back, tell them information. And mm. while he's doing this, he's finding out like they have more people infiltrated in the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. But also, like you can see, he starts having like this guilt because the FBI is telling him the Black Panther Party and the KKK are are one and the same. They're both terrorists, right? But he's, and he says in the movie, and they handed out free meals. What are you, they handed out free meals, medical supplies. Like, what are you talking about? But that does go back to show like the struggle of Black people, the struggle of African-Americans. If you are too strong, you are viewed as a terrorist. Right. So anyway, we're going to wrap this thing on up. But (laughs) so we get to our point. But anyway, Billy ends up betraying the trust because he gets really close to Fred, becomes his personal driver and everything. He ends up betraying Fred's trust and actually sets Fred up to be assassinated, I think, a night or two nights or something before he's set to actually go back to prison. Um, And he was going to prison off of milk. That was Fred's charges. With some milk. Wow. Right. Um, but the part that I wanted to talk about in that, so let me paint a scene of the assassination too, so you can just see how it transitions into him with his girlfriend. Um, when Fred came home from prison, the first time he found out that his girlfriend was pregnant. She didn't tell him why she was why he was in jail or anything like that. <clears throat> um that night that his appeal got rejected or whatever, I don't know the time frame, but the appeal got rejected. We found out he's going back to jail for five years. And in this time, like he finds her diary where she's writing about wondering if she's going to be a good mother and writing about like Fred's love for the, for the movement and how like, if something happens, her and her child will basically be left alone and mm-hmm. also questioning herself, like, am I going to be a good mother? Da, da, da. And Fred finds it. They have a conversation and she's basically, he basically tells her like, my body belongs to the movement. Like I'm for the movement. I love you. I love our unborn child. But at the end of the day, I'm for the movement. And so the night of his assassination, it was a it was a couple of people in their apartment. Billy gave the FBI the full layout of the apartment. They shot through it, shot the whole place up, shot several people, killed two people. Um, one was the guard person of Fred's door and the other one was Fred. They shot into his um, bedroom. His pregnant girlfriend is there. Thank God she did not get shot. But the uh, the alleged story is that uh Fred was drugged and then like the girlfriend is trying to wake him up and like he's out of it and then they move her off of him and then they assassinate him. Mm. So it's really heavy. But what we wanted to talk about in the thing about a segment was just like re- in relation to Malcolm and Marie is like black love and the struggle, right? So like it doesn't matter if it's black friends black couples why is there always this struggle quote unquote of black love you know what i mean like with judas and the black messiah it was the struggle between him and like billy came to have some sort of feeling for for fred by getting to know him and all that kind of stuff because he struggled with setting him up for that you know it was a lot um and then also you see the dynamic between fred and his 
and his girlfriend and she's like, I got to choose at a certain point. And in the same way, Malcolm and Marie, they have to choose too, because Marie said, I, I got to make this decision for myself. Cause I know this is as good as you going to get. Yeah. And even I will say just on a point of Malcolm and Marie, like how he was making points, Malcolm was making points about like, he didn't want to just be seen as a good writer or producer or whatever he was. I don't really remember what his title was, <laughs> but whatever he was, because he was black and he was like, every time I write something, it's like, it has to be about the struggle. And mm. then it's seen as art. It's seen as good, you know? Mm. So even to bring in that aspect, like, why is it that when we showcase our struggle, that's seen as something good? Mm. Like, why can't we show the good part of it? Yeah, because black people be having fun. You know, we don't, we laugh, we loud. If Clearly, I'm sure y'all turn me down in your microphone. <laughs> we loud. You know what I mean? Like, we like, we do the electric slide. We, I mean, you every, know, every event. Every and the black event if the electric slide ain't happening, okay? Okay. I mean, we just have a good time and we do support each other. We do love on each other sometimes. I mean, I, judging by social media, you wouldn't think that, but. We do. Well, actually, even on social media, we do. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what you're looking at. You yeah. And there's some people, I will say, there's some people I ain't ever met and they support, I support them and I'm here for it. Yeah. Here for it. So it's not everybody, but it seems like the com- the the larger scale things that happen are seen as credited when it showcases the struggle. But why? I feel like that that plays into the toxic, the toxic mindset of black people that we just got to keep pushing. Like, no matter what, we got to keep pushing. We got to keep doing this. We got to keep da 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 da. And it's just like, bro, does anybody else get tired? tired. We tired. We tired. (laughs) I mean, you know, are you not tired? Because I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of trying to have to be strong all the time. And it's just like, Okay, well, where is that safe place for us to just be? Just fall apart if we want to or laugh and watch movies and chill if we want to or go. But, like, where is that safe place to do it? Because everything, it don't always have to be a struggle. I mean, all of that to say, like, the struggles have been real for Black people. I mean, the struggles between even friendships like you have, I can't imagine like even in those times where you were talking about um, Judas and the Black Messiah, where he had to kind of decide, like, you know, we can all look at it and be like, dang, bro, you sold out your friend or like you sold out this guy that you really, you know, cared about. But being in his shoes and back in that time, like, you know, it's a lot of pressure. Like my family might not eat, you know, <laughs> if I don't do this. So um, the struggles are real, but moving on, I will just say um, we have to progress and despite the struggle, we still have to push forward. And it's kind of like, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. So I'll go into my scripture for today. Um, it's going to be Romans 5, 3 through 5. And it basically says, rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. 
And I really just focus on this scripture and it's actually highlighted in my Bible app. (laughs) Um, Because when I was going through, I was like, you know what? God is trying to build something in me. (laughs) Um, So I will say that through our struggles as African-American people, I feel like we have a level of endurance that other races may not have. Um, And it's because we have that struggle. It's because we have that background of always having to fight for everything and not having that safe space. And really learning the safe space that sometimes it is just with your friends. Because when I go to work, I got to put on a certain face. Um, But when I come home, like I can be myself. Mm -hmm. And when I'm with God, I can be myself. I can be who I truly am and finding him as a source of comfort as well. That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Um, Going off of that safe space topic, when I was just kind of sitting and journaling and stuff like that, it really just kind of hit me that sometimes when you experience so much perseverance and so much struggle, it can really make you afraid to be your true self. And it can really make you afraid to love and let someone in. And the scripture that came into my um, heart was first John four eighteen, And it talks about such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. And with that, um, if you read in other uh, translations, the scripture says that perfect love casts out fear. Mm -hmm. So what I've kind of started doing is like looking up words that either I don't understand or I think I have an understanding. But what's the literal translation of this? So I looked up the words perfect love quiet fear and confidence um okay okay deep dive i did i did Um, i'm not gonna go through what each one of those words mean but based off because i challenge you guys to go and look up the scripture that d gave you and the scripture that i gave you and challenge yourself to look up even some of those regular words like we all know what fear is but do you really know the definition of fear Mm -hmm. you know and kind of ask the Holy Spirit to give you an, an interpretation of what that means for you in this season. So for me, um, that scripture means a love fitting the exact need of a person or thing will remove the condition of being afraid. If we are afraid, it's because we haven't experienced fully trusting God to be the passionate affection we need in a moment or a situation. And in that, it just challenged me to, we talked about trusting God again too, but like trusting him with my vulnerability and trusting him that you will give me the discernment that I need to not share my vulnerability with people that don't understand it or won't cherish it or won't respect it or whatever. But also you'll show me when to be strong and tough and defensive versus when to be soft and vulnerable and okay and meek. Mm -hmm. Meek does not mean weak. Meek means humble. Meek means, you know, kind and soft, gentle. So, yeah, that's good. Okay, growth. Growth. <laughs> We're trying. But yes. So, um, let's do this. What's one thing that you feel like you have implemented that kind of helps you overcome the struggles that you might be going through? Um, I think now, right now, 
that I cannot and will not have everything figured out. And it's okay for me to just sit my behind down and let some stuff play out. Everything is not my fight. Everything, even if it got something to do with me, it, it ain't none of my business. It's in God's hands. It ain't none of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a struggle for me because of the job that I have. Like I have to figure everything out. I have to know when, where, how. I have to think in the future. I have to think week, months ahead in the future. So it's very much so a challenge for me. Um, but it's something that I am challenging myself to do. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> what about you? Um, I will say one of the things that I learned to do, and I think I tell you this now too, like I really had to learn to focus on the things that I can control. Um, so a lot of times I realized like my anxiety and stuff would flare up. I would feel unsafe and I would act irrational, i.e. Malcolm and Marie irrational. <laughs> um when I felt unsafe, but it wasn't because it was because I kind of had already started thinking about everything else. I was, I've said this plenty of times, like I'm all the way East and you know, you still on the West side. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't thought all the way over here and we not even over there, you know, and it might not, I didn't made it up in my head that this is the case. Like, and So really just coming back and controlling my thoughts and saying like, no, like this is what I can control right now. And this is what I have to focus on. And sometimes that means shutting other people out, you know, Um, just so I can create a safe space for me um, to heal and, you know, process whatever it is that I'm going through, whether that be changing a job or, you know, moving or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I think when you... When you shut people out, it's important to communicate to now everybody does not deserve an explanation, right? Because you, you gotta gauge your gauge the people in your life, honey. Some people just don't deserve it, okay? But <laughs> there are some people that you love and you value and you have to say like like even recently, like there were certain things that I was going through and I straight up told D, I'm avoiding you. <laughs> 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 but it wasn't on no like Stuff like that, it was more so of like what DJ said is what my counselor and I are working on is some things just need to be between me and God for a season, mm-hmm. right? And just let him pour into me and let him give the discernment to me and my counselor on how to navigate that without having the thoughts and opinions of other people, whether they are my close friends, my close family or whatever, like. Sometimes you can, even the people that want the best for you, you cannot hear what God is trying to say to you because the, all of their feelings and thoughts and their, you know, opinions are clouding that, that space for him to hear you. I mean, for you to hear him, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, what's best for other people. And look, you know, they thought process ain't necessarily what God got for you. So (laughs) you got to think about it in that sense too. That's another thing. Sometimes you just got to stop fighting God's will. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Sometimes you got to stop fighting because you, you didn't set up here. It's like, uh, who was that wrestling with God in the flesh? Was it Jacob? We're going to roll with Jacob. Maybe. Uh, read your Bibles, honey. Okay. So anyway. Google it. Right. <laughs> Google it. Because I don't know sometimes. <laughs> I think it was Jacob. Because he said, I won't let you go until you bless me. 
Right. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can be sitting there wrestling with God all night. And he just and he like, bless you. He just like, if you would get off me, <laughs> if you would calm down, if you would stop fighting my will, if you would stop trying to, <laughs> okay, Jesus, if you would stop trying to make everything what you think it should be, you'll see your blessing has been right here all along, but you got to let me mold it into what I said that it's supposed to be, not what you say it's supposed to be. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This was a deep episode. I feel like it was still had some laughs, but it was it was it wasn't as wretched as the last one, honey. <laughs> it definitely was not as wretched as the last one. But we know, I think it's fitting that we talked about this, especially because you know it's Black History Month. We're talking about Black struggles and how to deal with those struggles. Really, I mean, that's the important part. It's like we're gonna always have to struggle. So how do you deal with it? <laughs> Yeah. And also not get so immune to struggling that you don't know peace. Yes. Yes. Cause I think, and then it's people always say this when you find your peace, it's like you ain't gonna let nothing else interrupt it. Cause mm-hmm. I be to be like, like that's why I said the whole Malcolm memory thing. I'm like, nah, bro, like I can't do that. Yes, mm-hmm. I used to I I I've been there. I done it. You know, I didn't went off on somebody <laughs> and be like, oh dang, bro, like I shouldn't have did that. I'm sorry. But right. now I'd be like, you're not even finna take me there. Like, I'm not going there with you. And if you get me to the point where I want to go there, you don't need to be in my space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some are not that mature yet. But God. Is is moving. <laughs> it's a process. It, it is, is a process. <laughs> and so let's let's pray over our real friends right now for just peace. Whether you're black, white, um, Asian, uh, whatever, we just yeah, want to pray. Everybody has their struggles, so yeah. we just want to highlight. You know, like yeah, we we black, so, <laughs> so <laughs> but we're not gonna discount that everybody else got struggles too. <laughs> True, and we female girl, please really got the struggle. But men yeah. have struggles too. We are not negating that. We do recognize that men have struggles, and at some point, I think probably coming up in season three, we'll probably get some men on the show to just kind of listen to more of their thoughts, even on some topics that we've already discussed and see what their thoughts are. So if you are interested in offering some of your feedback and your thoughts, definitely email us, hit us up, email us at real. Right. DM us um, at, um, okay. Email us at (laughs) real friends at destinationkingdom.org again that is real friends at destinationkingdom.org make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at destination kingdom make sure you like and subscribe and also please make sure that you guys review the show on whatever uh platform you like to listen to us on and um yeah we we will have some video content coming at some point whether it's season two or season three but we know um, we need to connect with you all so you all can see the faces behind the mics. Well, we love you guys and we're praying for y'all. Oh, um, do you want to pray us out? Mm, not do I want to pray. <laughs> he said we was going to pray for the people. You said we was going to pray for the people. <laughs> Struggle, y'all. Struggle. I got us. I got us. For, for y'all that don't know, this is a struggle for me. Always has been. Um, I am always a very private person with my prayers, but I guess being called to minister to other people, I got to pray on the mic. (laughs) Anywho.
What what you got your hand up for? I'm 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 not interceding in God. I'm just gonna put my hand up and touch and agree. <laughs> but yes, uh, let us pray. Yeah, we thank you for this moment. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for bringing the people. Um, that you have listening to us, God, we ask that you just bless our real friend crew. We ask that whatever struggles they are going through, that you just place your hands of protection around them, give them the strength that they need to continue to fight those battles and find their safe space in you and to continue to seek you. And God, even if they don't know you, we hope that this podcast reaches them and they have an interest in getting to know you. These and all other blessings we ask in your son, Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed week. We'll talk to y'all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.